0: The marvelous surprises that await you hosted by Pat Cashman. He had a fiery quality on the stage and off the stage, and he was gorgeous to look at. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. She has tattoos, she's the wall. she's dangerous broadcasters turned rogue podcasters <laughs> it's just a real nice surprise they're back and on demand just press the button see you're on ready or not it's pat and lisa some people without brains do an awful lot of talking don't they yes i guess you're right <laughs> quiet numbskulls i'm broadcasting Yeehaw!
1: Dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it. Yeah. It's loving time. Get down,
0: get down, get down. Get down, get down. Down from the shed. Get down, get down. Get down get and down, welcome once again down, to this little enterprise that features reportage, garbage, and carnage, or as we like to call it, peculiar playhouse. Uh, I mean, a peculiar uh, 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 podcast. <laughs> Sorry, you know why I said Playhouse, Lisa?
1: Because you used to host a show called Peculiar Playhouse.
0: A million years ago, yeah. That's, I had a, a TV show in Boise, Idaho called Peculiar Playhouse. And it was just a wraparound for playing old crappy B movies. Yeah. Uh, sci fi type movies. And I was this addle brained character as the host of the show named Jasper T. Farndark. <laughs> and I dressed weird. I put on fake hair and fake mustache and stuff like that. And uh and so that's where the name Peculiar came from. I love the name Peculiar Playhouse. The show itself was crappy. But the <laughs> title I thought
1: Well you was couldn't pretty good. You couldn't call it crappy Playhouse. That wouldn't that wouldn't play at all.
0: No, and it would have been too accurate anyway. Right. So we went with Peculiar Playhouse and then that's how Peculiar Podcast came. I I remembered this this name from long ago and thought
1: yeah.
0: that describes this as as well as anything.
1: Right, because you just really never know where we're going to go with anything. There's no rhyme or reason. We do very little prep, very little. In fact, if even on the days we do do prep, we mm-hmm. end up not even talking about the crap we prepped about.
0: Isn't that true? And I guess what people need to know is that we do not work from a script at all
1: not that one anyway
0: <laughs> not that one that one sucks
1: that one's crappy
0: um, you remember so. a few weeks ago uh i at the end of one of our podcasts i tried to uh sell you on some for lack of a better word profound thoughts or insights that i wanted to share with you oh
1: yes a i remember that but very you didn't like one well of them. I didn't well, I thought, like any of them, and yeah, and
0: well,
1: <laughs> and I like you. I in fact yeah. I adore you. I I I love you as a friend, but I I hated everything you know that came out. Of
0: your yeah, I know. Accent. And you know what I think the problem was? I was oh. off my game that day. I didn't deliver them you could well. Say. Yeah. So I wrote <laughs> I wrote some new ones. I want to get oh. them out of the way quickly.
1: Oh no! I mean, why is it are okay? you, Why are you putting me through this again?
0: 'Cause I felt so bad about the experience for both of us because I thought, Man, I really let her down and I let myself down. Well how I thought, how are you gonna are you How was I so convinced that these were pretty good and then when I finally enunciated them on our podcast, you hated them. I and I did. thought, Man, I, I guess I'm really I'm really slipping here because I thought I knew what made her laugh or what she appreciated and then I just I just struck out at the plate yeah. 7 times you kind of so. you did what this will be my last attempt at wh- this okay
1: before you launch into them what yeah. um oh wait a minute
0: you know what i printed the wrong ones i have in front of me
1: You printed the old ones?
0: No, no, these are the right ones. I got it. These are new ones.
1: So what did you do then differently? What makes you think that this batch is somehow superior to the other crappy batch you
0: pulled out? Well, I guess it's because I dreamed it to be so. Well, you know what? I took uh, your reaction to the last one. Like any job, anything you do, uh, trial and error and experience counts for something. And, and I hope I brought, I think I learned something from that. Now I, now I know how to please you with these new insights and profound thoughts.
1: I'll tell you this, I appreciate that you are, um, you are open to to. To criticism and and critiques and you you didn't take it personally I love that it made you want to be a better man
0: well <laughs> normally my instincts are when you somebody does something like that to me I, I just send out an them, angry tweet.
1: yeah and you'll just tear them apart <laughs> yeah.
0: but instead what I decided to do was write new ones and I hope improved okay. versions uh, these aren't the ones you've heard before. These are no and, and, and I'll never do it again if if not one of these tickles you.
1: Now, you realize the pressure you're putting on me as well, because yeah, you're just you're just trying so darn hard that it's going to be difficult <laughs> for
0: me to, to be. You sound, like, you sound like you're patting a little kid on the head. Oh, by golly, Timmy, you're trying so hard. I'm so proud of you. Thank you, Miss Foster. (laughs) Now, why don't you just get out of here? Okay, go outside and play. (laughs) Where's outside? Okay, just go play on your Game Boy then. Get away from me. So,
1: all right. um...
0: All right. So, here we go. I'm going to do them quick. And well, uh, well, I, I'll wait for a reaction. If I don't hear one right away, I'll just keep moving.
1: Okay, but you have to um, preface and this. And I know f- I'm
0: putting pressure on the people listening to this as well. So all I'll tell you, folks, it's going to be brief. And you're going to be rolling, rolling in the aisle.
1: Now, give everybody an outline of what these bits are and what they're based on so everybody understands the context. Because I don't know that you explained that clearly when
0: we well, started. You're right, so. I didn't. It probably doesn't matter. If they aren't funny. <laughs> <laughs> to begin with, it doesn't matter the context. They're not going to be funny placed anywhere.
1: Okay, so these uh, but, are... But,
0: but for the record, the idea of these is that uh, I'm helping a guy out who started up this website dedicated to all things weed. Yes. It's a it's a marijuana website. He interviews doctors. He interviews people who grow the stuff, smoke the stuff. He, he explains the different strains. I mean, it gets... It gets into the weeds on this uh, weed thing, so to speak. Have you ever met that funny, brief man? Man. Have you ever met that funny, brief man? Man. If he says he's from China, tell you South Carolina, then you know you're talking to that brief man. Man. Uh, And we thought, well, if it's all so serious and so, so informational, shouldn't there be at least some things in the margins that can be. A little bit lighter, a little more, hopefully even humorous. Okay. And so everybody agreed. And so this is not a, this is not dominate th- this particular website.
1: They're just and cute little know. little thoughts that you yeah. This come is the up things you that... can
0: go to. You can discard. There'll be a new one every day or two. Little, That's the idea.
1: chucklers. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. Based roughly on the idea. From Saturday Night Live, a guy named Jack Handy used to do these things called deep thoughts. Right, right. And, uh, and those were not fall out of your chair funny, but they were just kind of rye. Yes. So maybe we'll try to. You're, okay, here so I go. Well, so doing... you're
1: going for rye, not. Are you going for, for rye, me. or what are you going for?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. Okay? Yes, we will. Right. God, I hope these go over. At least one of them. All right. I'm your friend. Expect every I'm your friend,
1: and I'm rooting for you.
0: Okay. Here we go. This will be quick. Some people think that catnip is a gateway drug to even worse addiction and depravity. Well, people don't think that, but dogs do. I think of my grandpa sometimes. I remember the day he stood up and said, that which does not kill you makes you stronger. He said that just before he was killed. Yesterday, I think I might have caught my cat smoking some of my best weed. Well, I didn't actually see the cat smoking it, but I did find three meow Mix wrappers under the couch. <laughs>
1: Everything. Hey, she's I know that was a good one.
0: Everything I have ever.
1: <laughs> I hate the grandpa one, but
0: I like that one. Okay, I like that one. Okay. Everything I've ever achieved is because I stood on the shoulders of the ancestors who came before me. Maybe that's why in old photos of my ancestors, everybody looks so hunched over. I just realized something. Success in life is 90% hard work. The other 35% has something to do with education. The most beautiful things in life cannot be seen or touched or even felt with the heart. They must be smelled. When I got up this morning, I chose life. And when tomorrow morning comes around, I will again choose life. But then, the day after that, I will choose Raisin Bran. When it comes to work, I always say, do what you love. This is true whether you're a plumber, a doctor, or a power-crazed, bloodthirsty dictator. Do what you love. Stay positive. Be happy. Work hard. Have hope. Stir well. Bake for 40 minutes at 150 degrees. Never be closed to criticism, welcome it, invite criticism in, and then once it's in, beat the ever-living crap out of it. (laughs) Okay. If someone is unkind to you, turn the other cheek, unless you're like my Uncle Vern, who only has one cheek. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nailed it. Okay. If you can dream impossible dreams, seek untold riches, and be willing to share those things with a friend then you have what it takes to be an Amway representative. Someone once said, I think, therefore I am. That is why if someone is looking for me, and I don't want to be found, I don't think. Let me try that again. Someone once said, I think, therefore I am. That is why if somebody is looking for me, and I don't want to be found, I don't think. What? All right, never mind. I don't even get that one, obviously. But is, that this the, is, the- is that the end? This is the end. Okay. Yeah, I've, I, you know, I tried to save the best for the end, and I hope this is. I hope this gets you. Okay?
1: Okay.
0: Are you sitting there, down? There are a couple okay.
1: good ones in there, so
0: Okay. I'm ready. All right, here comes the clincher. <laughs> Always keep a smile on your face. It'd look kind of creepy if it was on your ass. <laughs> okay.
1: Yay. That
0: was the last one. Last yes. one. Thank you. Thank it you very good. much. Those Thank are you. way
1: better. It's it looks like you put some effort into those. Well, I
0: did. I mean, maybe too much effort. I strained myself a little bit. Maybe I don't. <laughs> I don't, I don't you know.
1: You might have overthought a couple of them. I still yeah. don't understand the. Um,
0: <sighs> yeah.
1: There's one of them in there I didn't understand. Just
0: one? Well, that's that's good. I'm I can't believe it's only one. Let's see if I can figure out which one it was. I got. Maybe bake for 40 minutes. No, I uh, got that one. You got it was that before one okay. that. Okay, uh, if someone's unkind to you, turn the other cheek, unless you're like my Uncle Vern, who only has one cheek. You seem to get that one okay. Um, hmm, I wonder which one it... Uh, but it, it maybe I didn't it, do it, it well. Might,
1: it, it might not be your fault. It might be my fault. Well, I don't know. I'm not always the brightest, sharpest.
0: Well, I didn't say it well, and then I goofed it up. Okay, so here again. Someone once said, I think, therefore I am... So, when I don't want to be found, if somebody's looking for me, then I don't think. Uh, How's that?
1: Okay, I get it now.
0: Yeah, you suppressed your laugh really well, but you finally got it. Okay.
1: Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's, it's clever. It wasn't. Okay,
0: look, you know what? Never mind. I'm going to erase this whole thing. It's never even going to make it onto the podcast, okay?
1: No, I'll tell you this. I'm not sorry. It was better than the first time you made me go through it. So, um, I think you did well. You did very well. So are
0: you encouraging me to continue doing these from time to time uh or should I just leave it at that?
1: How many are I mean, you Do
0: you want more or How a-
1: many? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much more you have in, ya. Well, Did you did you, de- did you deplete your uh resources I there? I got
0: more stuff in me, but it's mostly gas. Okay. So, let's just Those are good. It. Okay. Maybe it's just like I'm panning for gold and I've just got a few glints but the big ore is coming. Eventually. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's the story I'm going. True, around. true, true. So on to our new okay. president. I uh, I don't know where to where to start. Uh, if you want to talk about this, uh, one th- thing that I think that you and I both share is that we, um, and you were the one who convinced me to do this, by the way, and I'm glad you did. Mm-hmm. This is just my personal feeling, and I don't want anybody to not listen to our podcast because they don't agree with us on everything we do. Goodness knows, a lot of people probably hated that segment we just did, uh, but please stay with us, because there'll be something better. Who am I kidding? There's <laughs> nothing better coming up. Maybe, Jeez.
1: maybe not.
0: We have been overwrought, um, and I think we both share this, in the the turn of political events in the last uh, few months, mm-hmm. and uh, to the point where it really, I I think I became a Sometimes shrill and sometimes annoying, and I never tried to engage people or get get them ticked off about my point of view on all of these matters. But uh, it it was kind of ruining my life in a lot of ways. Really, souring souring my day.
1: Yeah. What so, exactly was with, souring your day? Just like reading the news or being yeah, on Facebook? I think or... I was
0: watching too much of the news. Yeah. I really do. Me yeah, too. Sounds weird to admonish people not to, to listen to the or watch the news. But in this case, be selective about don't immerse yourself in one particular topic, let's put it that way. And that's what I was doing.
1: Or in one particular source either.
0: Yeah. Well, know. that's right. I, and I was doing that too. Yeah. So I decided that... Um, On this uh, historic day, and I, and I, I, uh, that just passed, I, um, I'm really into presidential history. I mean, I, I know you are. It is always my go to subject, you know, if I'm going to the library or I'm going to watch a TV show, that's Mm -hmm. what I, I, I know that about I go you. For, yeah, yeah, you're
1: very much into the history of of presidents and mm-hmm. you love the movies about the by yeah, the by, yeah. uh, the biographies of presidents. You've yep. gone to DC you've gone to DC and you you've done all the the Washington stuff that I've never done, but yeah, I've always admired that about you. You have a real
0: um Well, I it's nothing to admire. That, I just thank you. And I know there have been the great presidents and scoundrels and you know, everything in between. It's part of the rich tapestry of this country's story, I guess you could say. But this particular time around it just hit me right in the solar plexus. I couldn't square it with anything else that I knew about the history of presidents. It just seemed like, no, this is a piece of the puzzle that doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. Uh, i tried it in different parts. It just doesn't fit in here. And yet, it is reality, and I've let it eat me up, and I've decided, uh, forget about it, don't worry about it, don't immerse yourself in it, Mm -hmm. don't let it make you a bitter and caustic person, which it could definitely do. Absolutely. If you uh, you jump into the bathtub full of that stuff, Mm -hmm. you're going to come out pretty slimy every time. Right. And you're not going to feel good. Right. so So I made the decision not to watch the inauguration at all. And I didn't. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I I just chewed it. I didn't watch it. And I felt a lot better for it. Yeah. It worked.
1: What did you watch instead?
0: Well, it may seem like kind of an odd substitute, and it it is, I suppose. But I watched an old episode of a hoary old TV Ah. western called Wagon Train. Yeah. It probably goes back to the 1960s, something I'd taped off the air, and uh, I just watched it. It for some reason it wasn't a it's not a great show or anything but it was a wonderful departure and then I started watching a movie that I had taped called Lady the the Lady Killers starred Ally Guinness and Peter Sellers and some other people and wow
1: that's an old one
0: it was British nineteen fifty five I think it was Mm -hmm. something like that very entertaining uh, very quirky and a wonderful escape and Mm -hmm. departure. Using this sweetly innocent old lady as a bewildered, unsuspecting decoy, the hilariously infamous Alec Guinness prepares a masterstroke of villainy that only he could conjure up and carry through with such demoniacal glee. So I watched that movie with demoniacal glee, and then... I wrote a newspaper (laughs) column for a thing that I do every week, and, uh, Mm -hmm. and it was great. And so thank you for Steering me that direction.
1: I know that you were very much uh, about watching it, and um, as you have every other inauguration you've been alive for. But and and my recommendation. Uh, I go
0: back. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I go back. I saw the Millard Fillmore's inauguration. That's how far back I go. Really. And I was a big Fillmore fan. Really. Uh, And I will say this, and I'm not going to get on my podium here, but. Uh, I will say this about Millard Fillmore. People say, gee, well, he didn't do much as a president. I'll tell you this much. He never got us into Iraq.
1: That's a very good point. (laughs) That's a very good point.
0: So at least give Fillmore that much.
1: Well, I know that um, I I wasn't trying to talk you out of it. I was just questioning, because you had said, well, why? I said, well, I'm not watching it. I don't have any interest to see any." celebration of, of of him getting into office. I don't really care to watch him speak. He hasn't said anything of substance that I can um, cling to in the, in the slightest way. Um, there's been nothing that that I've been able to say, okay, well, maybe I can hold on to that. So I thought, eh, why even watch it? It wasn't so much as a protest, although a lot of people decided not to watch as a protest um, by claiming that the lack of numbers Uh, would somehow, uh, get to him because his, his need for approval is so high that he'll just fabricate it even if it's not there. Um, but, you know, I'm not a Nielsen rating, uh, uh, rater anyway. I just, I just, just didn't feel like watching it. I didn't want my, I didn't, I, I, I didn't want to start my day that way. I just didn't want to start my day that way. And, um, so I well, watched, good thing I is, watched, the good thing is... I watched Golden Girls all morning oh, long. Oh, you did? Yeah. Ma, could you eat a little more quietly, please? These are Fritos. You want me to swallow them whole? It was, uh, it was better to laugh than cry, I thought. So that's what I watched. Yeah.
0: Hey, good move. Yeah. And we shouldn't just apply it to this because I'm very happy for the people who were enthusiastic about of this new presidency and I hope you had a good time and, I, and I'm not trying to be snotty by saying that I mean it I want yeah everybody and I'm I to do, what they need to do
1: I'm with you I I hope I'm wrong I couldn't I couldn't be more overjoyed if I am wrong about him couldn't couldn't be more overjoyed and I think a lot of people uh, feel the same way it we will be thrilled if we're wrong that he's going to be horrible
0: well, I just hope that we somehow collectively can be fair enough to acknowledge those things that he does well, assuming that he does, mm-hmm. and and can separate those from the things we don't like about him. I, I, I have a feeling he's got a, a long, yeah. a long hill to climb for me personally. But uh, so what? Let's. You know, the yeah. wheels are in motion now, let's see what happens. Yeah, and,
1: he better get to uh, work.
0: I'm just not gonna watch too closely.
1: Yeah, yeah. He's he it's better really
0: drive me insane yeah. again. Yeah,
1: he better get to uh, work.
0: But I think I, I do think this in in and all we have to go by is what we have seen, uh and heard in these last this last year and a half. And I would guess that that at the end of the day, is this man who just delivered this oration uh in front of a big crowd at the at the Washington Mall. Is he gonna be more excited if somebody says that those words that you spoke today are going to echo through history and time, or is he gonna be more excited about what kind of ratings he got uh during that broadcast? Mm-hmm. At first blush he seems to be more excited about how many people may have been there than about what he actually said.
1: I think both would matter to him because again he he desperately the the things that get to him the most, and you find him responding to the most, are when he is doubted or questioned or um, uh, um, criticized in some way. When he's criticized, that really sends him into action. That's the thing he responds to the most. So um, uh, he doesn't respond to anything really other than that. So I think he wants the the ego in him wants those words to. Um, you know, be uh, famous or uh, th- thought of in some way as profound, but he also wants the ratings. Quite frankly, yeah. Uh, hey, I have something interesting because I, I was thinking about this the other night.
0: Um,
1: he's very in his speeches. He's just very dour and very angry and just very, very right. And I thought, yeah. have has anybody ever seen him laugh? Has anybody ever seen? Donald Trump laugh or you know
0: in in public. I don't know that I have but I figure that if he does laugh even in private moments that it is reminiscent of like a like a Vincent Price kind of evil laugh you know that kind of laugh (laughs) and here's how Trump laughed when he was a baby it's not really a slap my knee no, you know, no, that's that's what
1: I, that's what I meant is not not a a laugh meant something that, that amuses him or tickles him and I because he doesn't strike me as a man who has a sense of humor. Uh, I was going to say a very good sense of, of humor. He doesn't strike me as someone who has any sense of humor. And well, I don't agree I, with
0: that. I just think he doesn't have a sense of humor about himself. I think that that's the difference. And and you know uh. the, old, the old saw: if you can't laugh at yourself, you.
1: Well, I did some digging on that. I Googled it because I wanted to see. And there are only like two video clips ever in the whole history of him, of him actually chuckling about something. It is, it's quite uh, disarming because you never see him that way. Remember. <laughs> and he's, he's almost likable when you see these two clips of him laughing. And it's like, and he, he looks less ugly. To be honest with you, he actually—it's—he actually, actually kind of looks. I know I can't believe I'm saying this. I'm not even liquored up, but he actually looks attractive <laughs> <clears throat> when his face is relaxed and he's and he's laughing. It's like wow. <laughs> uh, I was really astonished because nobody—I don't think a lot of people have ever seen that side of him. Now Obama had a wonderful sense of humor. He was clever. He was um, funny. Uh, and
0: self-effacing,
1: self-effacing, and you humble, which is
0: which is lots, nice commodity for a president.
1: Lots of 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 footage of him laughing and and having um, a moment of 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 you know jovility, if that's a word, but. Anyway, that was just something I think about weird crap in the middle of the night when I'm liquored up, and one of them was, "Has anybody ever seen Donald Trump laugh?" And I guess yes, on two occasions. Apparently, they well, been. I think it's counter- been documented argument. on two occasions. I
0: think the, the counter argument would be, yeah, well, it's great that Obama could laugh a lot and stuff like that. Meanwhile, people in this country are without work and yeah. suffering, and so maybe Donald Trump knows yeah. that isn't funny, and that's why he doesn't laugh. I mean, yeah. you know, you could hear, hear all of that, yeah, but yeah. I would say this that anybody when they are laughing is way more attractive uh-huh. than when they're frowning mm-hmm. so maybe we'll see more of that
1: yeah he needs to get that little dour look off his puss and cuz yeah. if we're going to have to look at him for the next um 3 months which a lot of people say is about as long as he's going to last then i'd like to see a smiling donald trump
0: you know um since you brought up obama and we'll we'll get we'll move along here cuz there's something else i want to talk about but um I, I was most impressed with Obama in those moments and, and unfortunately he had to do it like twelve or fourteen times, where he had to address the nation after their headband, a school shooting or some other kind of
1: mass shooting.
0: Some kind of national tragedy. Mm-hmm. And and the uh the eloquence with which he could speak about that been famously during the the uh, the school shooting in uh Newtown. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you and I. Newtown, were, Connecticut. Yep, you and I we were, were on both That it was a bad on day. the radio that day. We
1: should have never been on the radio that day. But anyway,
0: he got very tearful. Yes, as he was talking about just the idea that that these happy little kids' or lives had been snuffed, and you got the feeling as you watched him, he was speaking not just as a president, but more as a parent himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, imagining in a way that that maybe not everybody else could, but he was just able to muster words and articulate feelings in a in a remarkable way. And he did it again and again and again. And so you know there are going to be these moments that are gonna happen. As we move forward in these next four years, mm-hmm. they always do. And I I just hope that somehow Trump is up to the remarkable and singular challenge of being the national consoler which is what a president has to do. One of the things mm-hmm. a president has to do. Calm the um,
1: people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Give and, us hope. And
0: show, and show sympathy and empathy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's something we haven't seen from him. But he, because he's been in campaign mode, even yeah. after he got elected. He's
1: still in campaign mode. He's still trying to prove to people why he's the president. He's still, he's still campaigning to get people on his side. Still.
0: Well, he could do a lot Still. better job of it by 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 stopping with the mean tweets and the snotty words. I mean, it it really it's up to him to make those feelings yeah. happen, where people start mm-hmm. to feel differently about him. It's got to start with him. It just I don't to. know.
1: I don't know. I think the damage for the people who do feel the way they do has been done. There's this is going to be. Um, it's very hard once. And it's not about people holding a grudge or being misinformed. It's just about just the bad taste left in your mouth. It's hard to get to rinse that off. No matter how many glasses of champagne he feeds you. It's, he
0: does it's that? Just,
1: it's going to be hard to rinse I it off. I
0: didn't know he did champagne.
1: You can't unring a bell. That's the problem. You, you can, can Unring. Ring. and 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 actions um, just can't erase those no you
0: can't unring a bell but the sound of the bell starts to diminish as time goes by and I I hope that that's what will happen here Uh, because you know whether we like the captain the fact is we're all in this boat together and so we all have a vested interest in making sure the voyage is successful and we make it uh, safely to our destination. And with that, I will end of the metaphors. Okay.
1: Okay. All right. That was a good metaphor. Though. I'm your captain. I'm your captain. All right. So I'm feeling mighty sick. All right. So hey, uh, in, enough of that. Let's move on to something else. Now,
0: Yeah, and 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 so... We're just announcing right now we're going to be a, a, a Trump free zone for the balance of this, uh, the lifetime of this these podcasts. So if you've just about had of at it with our pontificating and whining about this, mm-hmm. good because we have to and you won't hear yeah, any more of it.
1: Nothing more to and, say, really.
0: unless it slips in. But that's we're never going to be uh, our our mission from from this point forward. This I'm this fine thing with is just that. to have fun, talk about other things, talk about. Uh, funny th- things that happen, funny or that, funny observations about things that happen in the world around us. Mm-hmm. There is another world around us, um, a huge world, and uh, that that's right. You know that's part and parcel of what this is all about. So yeah. when I was thinking about this the other day, when I uh, was a kid, I, I remember going to the movie theater and being knocked out by this movie that I saw. It was a Disney movie, and I should predicate that by saying that uh, I'm old enough to remember when my parents, we didn't have, you know, we didn't have other devices, TVs. Uh, We had one TV in our house that was owned by my dad. And so we didn't have, we couldn't go look at uh, our phones or tablets and all that sort of stuff for entertainment. But once a week, my mom would say, you kids go on down and watch a movie. And so she'd give us some money and we'd go down to the local theater there was only a couple of movie theaters in my hometown, and we'd see what they called the Saturday matinee in those days. It'd usually be a cartoon, yeah. maybe a serial. Sometimes, if you're lucky, a double feature. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you'd be out of your parents' hair all day, right. but you'd also have a a blast getting in the movie theater and seeing all these movies. Every time I saw a movie after we got out of the theater, I had, I would decide. My new course in life was going to be based on what I just saw. I'd get so into it. So, like, if I saw a cowboy movie, then I wanted—I was going to be a cowboy. Oh,
1: if I, if I that's saw so cute. A,
0: if I saw a biblical epic, then I was going to become a priest or a holy man or Moses or somebody like that. And so, after this, after one movie we watched, the Disney film I just alluded to, it's called—it was called Toby Tyler, and it was a circus movie. Mm -hmm. about a little kid, you know, didn't like his life at home so much. And so he, a circus came to town and he hitched a ride and ran away to the circus. It's a time-honored romantic notion and so when i left the, the theater that day after seeing this movie toby tyler <laughs> i decided that's what i'm gonna do i wow. gonna run away to the circus
1: you're you're very impressionable i wouldn't have guessed Fair. that about i would not have guessed that about you
0: oh yeah no i was influ. i was i'm yeah i'm an easy mark
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's something i wish i'd known 20 years ago oh, well. about you when i met Nothing's you changed yeah Oh, I don't know. Okay.
0: So, so of course you know all this is leading to my yes. mentioning that the Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus is closing. Now they just announced uh, last week, after like 142 years or something like it's had a long run. Mm-hmm. But um, I think a lot of people know the 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 history of all of this, especially in recent years. They have taken the circus has a lot of heat. Mm-hmm. particularly over their treatment of wild mm-hmm. animals mm-hmm. Uh, elephants in particular mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. much as any animal mm-hmm. uh, i guess someone somewhere along the way decided that you know what when you see an elephant in the wild you almost never see one standing on a large rubber ball balancing itself mm-hmm. it just doesn't happen out in the wild and uh, and so you know pETA and other animal rights groups uh, just decided you know this is not right and not just the the fact that these animals are performing in the circus but behind the scenes yeah don't stories don't, about them yeah don't give me any
1: details I, that's that crap stays with me so i don't want i never read stories about that don't
0: i remember when i'm a kid uh when i was a kid that uh, i went to one particular circus and we didn't have you know they sometimes they would put the big top up some empty lot in town but one time they, they had it they held a smaller circus in the gymnasium of, of my high school. And I remember that they didn't have any place to put the animals and a lot of the other stuff. So they had this this was a small circus. They had one elephant. And it was kind of a threadbare one looking at that. Looked like he'd been messed up and
1: no, don't, mis- I can't. mistreated.
0: Well I'm I just telling you that uh, a, when I'm a kid I don't know elephants from anything. Yeah. And I'm from a small mm-hmm. town. And when are you gonna get to see an elephant? We didn't have a zoo there. So Mm -hmm. I thought it was really cool that they had this elephant. Well, there was a kid in the high school and I don't remember how this happened, but there was a story that went around that he had fed X lax to this elephant while it was tied up outside the circus. Mm -hmm. So that the poor elephant unfortunately let it fly right in the middle of a performance. Meaning that on that particular day, uh, the greatest show on earth was a little different and made the performance more memorable than perhaps some. Well, there So are... looking back on that, is, my point is that now I get it. I get why elephants and animals, especially unattended and not being well taken care of, have no business being in a circus or performing anywhere, frankly. Not to mention those circuses, and, you know, we know they happened where it would be routine for them to use bull whips to get these animals to do what they wanted Mm -hmm. them to do. And, of course, the aerialists and the clowns and the jugglers and all those other people, they have the advantage of getting to volunteer to be in the circus if they want to. The animals, they don't have any choice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's and still... so,
0: without that attraction, Barnum and Bailey Circus just wasn't bringing in the crowds that they used to anymore, and it wasn't making money sense to continue the circus any longer.
1: There are still a lot of circus companies and owners out there. In fact, yeah. there's there's like a you can still go to like I'm looking this up online. There's a circus school that yeah. you can go to get trained on how to, on on all circus disciplines. Um, but yeah there's a american circus uh website um
0: well, yeah, I remember there's
1: tons of them out there they're small, they look like small you know um Barnum uh, and uh, Bailey is still going right
0: well wow, that's, that's the one that, that's the one that's gonna close. Uh, a oh,
1: that's not Ringling. Brothers. I, I thought those were. It, it's
0: one and the same now.
1: Oh, they combined. They
0: combined group. forces years ago. Ah, that's right. So it's, okay. It's it's the gold standard circus, and that's right. the one that's closing. But you're right. The smaller yeah. shows, carnivals, circus bearded Bargus ladies, you know, walkers and all that stuff. they they're, they're going to still be around out there. I told somebody there'll always be a job for a human cannonball. Because mm-hmm. it's a good job, and you will never get fired, mm-hmm. except during a performance, of course. Right, right. Yeah, but, it's uh, interesting. Yeah, so that it's ending, and I, 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 even if you hate the whole idea of a circus and and particularly with animals, I, I still personally feel kind of wistful about it because it's a part of Americana. Mm-hmm. It's been around it through, since any of us can remember, um, and mm-hmm. I was mentioning that maybe. The, the oddities and the weird stuff that you would see in the circus are being replaced. What you can see uh, by what you can see on reality shows now. That's where the strangeness will reside from now on. Yeah. But I wanted to join the circus.
1: What do you think you would have done? Would you have been the lion tamer? The? Yeah, I, would did, you...
0: I just thought hanging out with other <laughs> circus performers, talking to. You didn't
1: talking. have an idea of what your
0: job would be. Well, I think. I mean, you know me. You know what I look like. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. You know what my attributes are. Clown. I would have been the strong man. Oh, <laughs> said the
1: The clown. strong man. Okay, never mind.
0: Yeah. <laughs> maybe a strong clown. No,
1: you're right. I was way off. Yeah. I forgot about that attribute. I do because...
0: like squirting spritzer water down my pants, so maybe the clown <laughs> thing would have made more sense, ultimately. <laughs> There's a guy, Lisa, that worked uh, uh, on a local TV show, and you know him, too uh he uh was a circus performer, and he's got a great story to tell no, uh I in say short his name um his name's Tom at this point, I probably shouldn't get more specific because maybe you know maybe he doesn't want everybody okay. to know that he was a circus performer. I don't know i if I was a circus performer at any point in my life, I would have told everybody I saw, but these mm-hmm. days he's a cameraman mm-hmm. for the king t v show Evening Magazine. Yeah. Well, this guy, his background is that he became a circus performer. He was a, a aerialist, I guess. Oh, was, yeah. Yeah. I guess an aerialist clown. Uh-huh. He was like an acrobat, and I guess maybe he could juggle and stuff like that, too. And he met his wife, who was also a circus performer. I think she was a like in a high wire act or something like that. And they met, and they fell in love at the circus. Mm-hmm. But she was of a religious denomination, that forbade this illicit uh, relationship. And I don't remember all the reasons why. Probably they weren't that crazy that she was trying to marry a circus performer. Even though she was one too, maybe they thought it was a phase or something like that. But this particular religion doesn't just disapprove of things like that, but at least at the time, they actually took steps to keep it from happening. And I am told that they effectively kidnapped her took her away, put her under some kind of house arrest or something like that. So that Tom and his now wife had to essentially run away. They had to steal away, elope, and get married on the sly. And in the face of all that, that is exactly what they did. While everybody else in their world was objecting and trying to keep from happening. And the rightness of their decision, at least as far as they were concerned, is right because they're still married well
1: at least they had skills that helped them uh you know evade people, like you know she could she could say all right i'm gonna I'm gonna walk across these telephone wires and I'll meet you on the other
0: side. It would be kind of handy, yeah, <laughs>
1: and he said that's fine because i'm gonna I'll swing from these clothes lines and branches and I'll hop right over there <laughs> yeah I mean right just- over there.
0: I just thought it was cool and since I always had this childhood dream of being a of being in the circus myself oh. it was so cool to meet a guy who you know really did join the circus yeah and made a career and so I would absolutely pester him for stories and tales of his time with the circus but so to probably no surprise he said you know what it really isn't and wasn't much of a career yeah there was <clears throat> abundant sadness all the time
1: of course. Yeah, I can imagine. Hard travel, hard work. And loneliness and traveling. and Not
0: staying you know, in five-star yeah. hotels. So, So what can sword swallowers and mimes and jugglers and people like that and clowns, what can they do for a career now that if the circus is going away? All those performers will start working for Amazon, and I won't be able to go to the circus anymore.
1: Right. Well, you can still have that. No one's taken that away from you. It's not like you went to the circus every week and bought tickets. Well, that's true. Nothing, no, Nothing's being taken away from you. The final
0: they- performance of the Barnum & Bailey Circus is going to be in May, I believe. That'll be it. But none of those final shows are going to happen anywhere in the western yeah. part of the, of the United States. It's all going to be in Florida and uh, yeah. the East Coast carolinas places like that
1: that's the best way to get to sell tickets is to say you're not going to have it anymore supply and best demand way. that's what Cher did with her farewell tour that he she did 12 times that's
0: right you got to count on <laughs> the public having a short it memory does. that's a good plan so you know th- so people would say well, okay now what's going to happen to the costumes and all the stuff from the ringling brothers what happens to all that stuff so the people who own the circus are partnering with us something called the Ringling Museum in Sarasota, Florida oh, and they're going to Oh, that's
1: a good idea. So that's
0: going to be the repository yeah. for a lot yeah, of that that's kind a great of stuff. Idea. So you'll be able to go in there and look at say carriages and trains and costumes and props. Yeah. Those miniature cars. Remember those miniature cars where the clowns would would climb out? Yeah. It would be this teeny tiny little car and then like 700 people 80 would all climb out of it. <laughs>
1: Pile out. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's very funny. There is a relationship, familial sort of connection between the circus and carnivals and even vaudeville and Mm -hmm. old burlesque shows. Sorts of things which were very popular in the early part of the last century. All of that now pretty much gone, of course. There was a guy that used to come on this TV show I watched as a kid called Captain Kangaroo. I loved Captain Captain
1: Kangaroo Kangaroo and Bunny Rabbit and Mr. Green Jeans. I grew up with that.
0: Well, they had an itinerant character from vaudeville that would come on maybe two, three times a year. And I would just be so thrilled when I would see him come on. He was known as the Banana Man. And maybe I've talked to you about this before. The Banana Man was an old man, vaudevillian. He came out in this really big baggy outfit. And alongside of him was this bigger than a toy train set. It had an engine in the front and then all these empty cars in the back. And then through the course of this act, the Banana Man would start pulling things out of this big baggy outfit he was wearing. He'd pull out bananas, he'd pull out watermelons, cantaloupes, all kinds of stuff an amazing array of things that you sat there as a kid saying, how does he have all this stuff on himself? <laughs> and every time he'd pull something out of a pocket or the inside of his coat, he'd make this noise like, wow! <laughs> it made no sense, but I loved it. <laughs> Somehow, there were a couple of clips on YouTube, and here's one of them. <laughs> and you have to see this. Somehow... He is pulling this enormous array of fruits and vegetables out from the clothing that he is wearing. And I read stories about his appearances on the Captain Kangaroo show, and apparently the crew that worked the TV show couldn't stand it when the Banana Man was scheduled to show up because apparently the Banana Man had not washed this coat and outfit of his since the vaudeville days and it stunk up the entire studio. And as many times as I would watch it as a kid, I could never figure out where all this stuff was coming from. (laughs) You know, you almost began to think, is he pulling this out from himself? And he would just keep pulling this stuff out and then he would load the railroad cars with this and when the entire train was completely full, he would hop on the front of the train, and drive away. And that was his act. And so I'm sure the Banana Man is long gone, and kids today are so busy hanging out at the library or studying real topics that they never had a chance to see the Banana Man.
1: Yeah. well, He was well,
0: high in potassium, but I don't think he probably appealed to girls that much.
1: No, girls wanted to be, they wanted to run off and join the, the they wanted to be princesses. Yeah. So that's what girls. Well, I don't. Huh?
0: I don't think there was a banana princess, at least not on Captain Kangaroo.
1: Well, it's not like you had any idea of what kind of job you were going to have with the circus. You just wanted to hang with the circus people. That's all the princesses want to do. Well,
0: when boys and girls are that age, you don't think in terms of money. Yeah.
1: We we just want to wear pretty dresses and uh, drink tea. Or a
0: banana daiquiri. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which I suppose you could do as a princess, too.
0: There's a happy ending. Wow! (laughs)